0: man that gets me every time (laughs) i listen to it and i swear i get goosebumps on my arms every single time and that is exactly why i have a poster behind me and the dvd right here because i think i've seen inception i've seen inception like six or seven times and that part when um uh, joseph corn levitt's character is in the hallway and he's running on on walls but I mean, he is running on walls. They make it in past films. They did things like, um, you know, if you were, if it made the character look like he was walking on a wall, kind of like, I can't think of an example of a movie right off the top of my head, but what they actually did is they put this 100 foot long corridor hallway, they built this 100 foot that hallway in the movie of Inception. And they put it on these, like, steel rings. They're huge. They're gigantic. And it's, like, the craziest thing. The scene is, like, um, you see him in the hallway for maybe 30 or 40 seconds in the movie. And then they film different um, parts of it. But they actually had to choreograph for weeks. They didn't have a stunt double. It was Joseph Gordon-Levitt running in those hallways. And so they're actually running on the wall because of these steel wheels have this hallway in the middle of it, and he's just... And they choreographed that, and he's running. And I think just all of it together because of how I like movies. And the fact that, you know, they did all... They put all that time... The time, first of all, the money. I mean, I can't imagine building what they built. It probably cost them... Could have cost them 50 grand. Probably more, honestly, because you got to hire the people. And then it takes weeks. It was probably... That's probably the massive chunk of change right there, is that part in the movie. And then um and then this the score, what we were just listening to, like Han Zimmer, that score into that scene, it's just incredible. Everything that goes into it, it's purely that's that's probably where my love for movies comes from, is just that magic. Like you don't get that anywhere else all that time just spent just so we in the theater or if you're at home watching the movie can see that like they spent weeks just trying to film this 30 second clip and then they spent time after the movie was filmed for the score it's unbelievable but anyways I digress I just wanted to start off just by talking about that um, because I guess get goosebumps every time I listen to that. Um, that's Dream is Collapsing. If you want to like listen on uh, Apple Music, it's Dream is Collapsing, Hans Zimmer, um, if you didn't know. Anyways, this is going to be my first podcast. I'm very interested in movies and going into the filmmaking industry in the future. So I really wanted to start this off now just because I feel like I'm at a good point in my life to do this. Um, I mean, most of my uh, people that inspire me, directors like Quentin Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, they didn't go to film school. So I'm in film school, or I wouldn't say it's film school, I'm at a university university. I take classes like history, stats, chemistry. So I wouldn't really say it's film school cuz I feel like film school is like, yo, you you're filming, you have a camera, you film, that's all you do. I feel like that's film school. Like what Roger Deakins did in London, he went to film school for a year. They gave him a camera and he learned how to make movies. I'm here like it's like the it's more of the step-by-step, you know, this is what happened, this is the history of film. Um, This is how you use a camera. This is like how you edit. It's kind of like all the steps. They don't really let you learn on your own. You're being taught how to learn and how people learned back then. So school is weird with film at a university. It isn't the best thing I would say because it's, it's really random. It's really random. And I feel like I get most of my information online, Google, almost of everything I feel like I know is because of Google and podcasts and interviews and YouTube and movies. I mean, just over quarantine, I think I might've watched like 50 movies and I didn't realize I love movies until then that much. I mean, I knew I loved them, but I didn't know I loved them that much because I'd watched that many movies and I was like, dang, like I, now I go a week or two without watching a movie. I was like, dang, i got kind of want to watch a movie. (laughs) So it's very interesting. So I want to start this podcast right now, I'm going to be talking about movies, I want to be talking about productions. I want to be talking about directors, writers, cinematographers, actors, whoever, Um, like facts, that kind of thing. Um, What I want to talk about in this podcast today is the movie Mank. It is directed by David Fincher, who has done seven Gone Girl, The Social Network, Girl with Dragon Tag 2, panic room and he recently has been producing and has directed some episodes of netflix Mindhunter. hunter it's a great show there's only two seasons of it and the third one we don't know if it's coming out yet the actors are down to do a third season so please make it happen because no i won't give any spoilers but i just want them to do season three because it's a great show anyways so i want to talk about mank but i kind of want to give like a rundown of what this podcast will be like um i'm going to be uploading the video onto youtube and hopefully i can find a way because right now i just jumped into this i have a mic standing this mic is on a box right now so my desk is actually like a few inches lower than where this mic actually is so i'm kind of doing this um, on the fly i'm just recording this on my phone i have this mic i've had this mic for years and I think I should be able to do some editing and make it sound good. Right now, it I don't know if this is going to be sounding interesting right now. If people are listening to this and it's been nine-ish minutes, I hope I can make this more interesting. This is an introduction video, so I'm kind of um, giving a rundown of what I want to be doing. So... You might want to skip to later if I'm talking about Mank because that's what I'm going to get to a little bit later on. But right now, I'm just give an introduction of what this podcast will be. I've repeated myself already. Sorry about that. So I want to make this podcast to give information to people who don't know that much about movies or hopefully might know stuff about movies. I'm kind of going for this audience that might know about movies like myself, has a good grasp on what goes on and what is in a movie. Like I watch a movie now and I'm like, oh yeah, that was filmed on set, like in Hollywood. And I was like, oh, that's filmed on location. I know what lens they use there. That's anamorphic or that was a telephoto. Or um yeah, they probably did this take many times or, you know, it's just all that stuff goes through my head. Some people who watch movies, you know, it's just like, okay, it's a movie. It's good. It was a good watch. You know, it's fun. But for me, it's a totally different experience, and that's why I think I love watching movies so much is because the more I learn about it, the more fun I have. It's like, dang, like, how did they light that? Like, is this like all visual effects or is it practical? So I just have fun watching movies because of that. So um, yeah, it's a really good time and that's what I that's the main thing and what I want this podcast to be about is just to bring, bringing that magic of movies to the podcast and talking about more about it and the whole reason i'm doing it is because i want to put myself out there i feel like as of right now the age i'm at i don't have as many connections as i would like i mean i'm only 20 years old i giving myself a little bit of benefit of the doubt that i don't have that many connections hopefully i'll be able to get there I feel like I've been putting videos on TikTok and uploading them to YouTube after I put it on TikTok. And hopefully that, you know, gets some traction, gets some audience. And that's how I can make a name for myself and then hopefully maybe make some money in the future. And then I can either make those connections to work on things or have enough money to produce my own stuff like independent films. So that's kind of what I'm going for here. That's like the main focus right here is that I'm doing this because I want to make movies. I want to direct. I want to be, I, I really just want to work on movies. That's the main goal here. That's the main goal is to work on movies because I'm very passionate about it. And I, I don't meet many people who are passionate about movies per se, but passionate about many things. And I feel like I have found this this niche in my life and I feel like I'm so blessed to have that and I'm not gonna let that go to waste I'm not gonna let that go to waste because um it's it's just like a weird feeling like you get this feeling in your gut or like your heart and you you like hear yourself think about all these things that you want to do because you have this passion I don't know if other people are like that but it's just like man like every day in my head it's like man like I see cool lighting or like if I think of an idea and it's like dang I want to like put that out there so, so people can see. I think that's my problem too, is I put videos on TikTok or YouTube and it's like I check the numbers, I check the views, if it has likes, and even though I enjoy making those videos, even if they didn't get likes or views, it's like that's the part that I'm worried about is like if people like the stuff because like if I made a movie obviously I want people to like it that's the whole point right Uh, the movie's got to make money it has to be liked or else it's not going to be successful so even though there is the storyline to movies that um like Shawshank Redemption wasn't liked at first when it came out in movies it came out first flopped. They released it again. It flopped. And it wasn't like until years later that it gained traction. And now it's like this great movie. Everyone knows. I I don't know everyone, but a good amount of people know Shawshank Redemption with um, Morgan Freeman. So that's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. So I just really want to make movies. That's That's the main premise of this podcast is just, that's why I wanted to do this introduction to know why to know to tell my listeners why I'm doing this. And that is because I want to make movies, I want to put myself out there, make connections, whatever, gain an audience fan base, whatever it is. So I want to make this more interesting in videos or podcasts um, here on out. So I'm going to get into Mank, the this new movie that just came out. Um, It was I think it actually came out in October. It came out in October, it's directed by David Fincher, it i sometimes if i watch a movie for the first time it doesn't really hit with me like i saw dunkirk in theaters and it wasn't really like the best movie at first like when i watched it and uh but then i watched it a second time well here's what i did there's this podcast called the Rewatchables. And they, this, it's kind of an inspiration of why I want to do this podcast, but they talk about movies and they brought on Quentin Tarantino to talk about Dunkirk. And here's Tarantino saying he saw Dunkirk like four times in theaters. And he actually saw, um, one of the showings in London. I'm pretty sure he said, and I was like, dang, like he saw this Tarantino saw Dunkirk four times. I've seen it once. Maybe I need to give this movie a second chance. And sure enough, I watched it a second time. And I was like, what did I just see? Like, this is so much better. Oh, okay. So Mank was released on December 4th, 2020. So that's actually not that long ago. I actually saw a commercial for Mank on TV. I was watching football, I think. And I was like, dang, this movie looks good. It's about Citizen Kane, the writer of Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane's an amazing movie directed by Orson Welles. And... They didn't market it as a David Fincher film in the commercial, as far as I can remember. And then I come to the the movie, or right? I look it up on IMDb, whatever, and it's directed by David Fincher. I was like, you marketed your movie, and you didn't say it was directed by David Fincher? What are you... That's like... that's. It's basically like putting a movie a movie trailer out for Christopher Nolan or Tarantino and not saying that they directed it. I mean, David Fincher is, like, one of the best directors right now. And he's, like, he's the new Stanley Kubrick, basically. I mean, the dude does, like, 90 takes sometimes. The first scene in Social Network with Rooney Mara and Jesse Eisenberg in the bar or whatever, that took 99 takes. 99! That's no joke. That's, like, Stanley Kubrick level of just pure like going at it and that probably that could have taken him a week to shoot i can't remember i actually watched a social network documentary it's very great it's just on youtube but anyways we're going to talk about mank david fincher he's directed seven he's directed panic room the game i'm trying to go in order here so let's see social network girl with dragon tattoo gone girl and then he's done Um, he's directed some of the episodes and he has produced Mindhunter. And so now he comes out with this new movie, Mank. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, new David Fincher film, Mank. Like, this is awesome. It's about Citizen Kane. I mean, to film nerds, it's like, okay, this is really cool. He's making a movie about the writer of Citizen Kane. That's awesome. Maybe to like the general public, it's a black and white film. It's old. It's kind of maybe the general public isn't gonna like this film i mean if you look at his past films like the social network who's not gonna like a movie about the invention of facebook i mean everyone's gonna grasp that it's like one of the biggest topics of the 21st century is facebook and social network and social media and being online and there is like a line where justin timberlake is like the whole social network reimagined or whatever. I can't remember the exact line, but he's like reimagining communication, whatever, conversations. And it's all going to be on social online. That was back in early 2000s. And look at where we are now. That's exactly what happened. We lived on farms and then we lived in cities. And now we're going to live on the internet. So social network is liked by everyone. He comes out with girl with the Dragon Tattoo which has been made in Swedish and it was like a readaptation of the book and also the movies that they made in Sweden and they did a fantastic job with rudy Mara and Daniel Craig they're both amazing in the film and it just the the dude has Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross I'm pretty sure I'm getting that name right and they have done the score in Social Network. They've done the score in The Girl with Dragon Tattoo. They also did it in Gone Girl. I'm pretty sure did Mank, and like David Fincher's old films. And that's where this movie comes into play, because they wanted to make it look. David Fincher himself said that he wanted to make the film look like it was found in Martin Scorsese's basement, and I, they succeeded on that definitely. I mean, if you go into the film watching the movie and saying, okay, this is a film that could have been found in Martin Scorsese's basement, I'm in. I mean, it's like, why wouldn't you want to watch that? So what they did to make it sound like that is, so David Fincher actually showed the film to some people before, and they were like, wow, like, what's going on with the sound? It sounds so warm, and it's analog. Analog is what they used to record this i'm pretty sure i'm looking at an article here by vulture uh, about the david fincher bank interview that was done by the new york times so they did this analog audio and that is what i think goes into this film the most is making it sound and look old Because without the black and white, and without the feel of like a movie like you're watching like Citizen Kane, you're not going to be able to have the feel you want it to have. And that's the whole point of this movie. So Citizen Kane had an aspect ratio of 1.37 to 1, but they went with a wider on uh, Mank with 220 to 1. So Mank was shot on a red helium monochrome camera. And... It's a super 35 millimeter 8k sensor. So what they did is they shot it on black and white, and then they had to soften it up, um, degrade the, the, the digital and make it look like it was older. I mean, you can watch the movie and you see the like fake noise and the fake filters of how a film would look like a real film. It has, you know, it has the, the, when you change the film rack and the camera makes the certain noise pops and that's what they edited and mixed into Mank. And then the same thing with, with, the, with the camera. They put in the little dots and you see with old, with old films, that's what you see. If, uh, if a film has been gone through some aging or if it's been messed with, scratched, whatever, you're going to see those little scratches on the film. And that's what they did with Mank, and that's super important to the movie for like a film nerd, like that's like accurate, like they did it the right way. So what they did, how they did some of this is well, the camera side, but the audio side is even more important. They recorded with like some older mics and they wanted to make it sound like it was an older film, and that's super important. So starting in the forties, uh they started to record tape for for movies and that's it was actually they used tape on you know uh night at the opera queen they did they had previously used 16 track tape and then they went to 24 for the night at the opera and that's why at the time that album was so expensive is because they're transforming technology and everything's moving and going to this new stage in the 70s stereo overtook mono so they're using stereo instead of mono now you're able to even get more tracks it's like 48 and so that's kind of what they did here on mank and then eventually digital recording takes over in the 80s or doesn't take over but you know it's invented and people start using digital recording so there's analog sound on film there's also digital sound on film in this movie they did not use analog sound on film that would just be way too hard they didn't do that they definitely use digital sound on film and then added these noise pops to it just mix mixing sweetening and making it sound and look like an old film and that's exactly what they did here so when you watch the movie it's going to have this more brassy feel to it but it's not just from the brass it's also from strings the music is what i'm talking about so you're going to be hearing this old movie. And that's why it's so great is because it sounds like an old movie. I mean, Citizen Kane came out in 1941 and, or it was 1940. And so they wanted to make it look like it had come out of that time. And they did a fantastic job. 41 it was, right? Okay. So they did a great job at that. And that's, I think, why Mank succeeds to me. Because they wanted to make sure it was this old film. It's a readaptation of Herman Mankiewicz, the writer who wrote Citizen Kane. It's a fight for screenplay um, credits. He wasn't going to get credits for Citizen Kane. And that's actually a constant battle now in the film industry is writers getting credit for movies. So it's really a strong... It's a strong t- tale of what is happening now because writers who have ideas, who write screenplays, aren't getting credit for all these scripts that they're making. It's just, it's kind of just what goes on nowadays. If you have an idea, anyone can take it if you're not safe enough. And I think <laughs> I'm worried about that. I know I have ideas and I don't want anybody taking mine. So it's really important that this this film came out and talked about this because it's kind of like it's i mean and every single movie that david fincher has directed it's kind of like this sign of the times i mean social network it's just the biggest example of one i mean social network um losing a friend over money it's just i mean the dude doesn't miss the dude doesn't miss so originally though when i saw mank i was like okay maybe this isn't like I didn't really feel anything. I watched it again, and it and I went into it thinking like, okay, this could have been a film that was directed or made by Martin Scorsese. It's from his basement. I'm like, okay, this is it. Like I've seen um, people talk about uh, this film on TikTok, and you know, I just came into it with a, a whole nother set of eyes and ears at that. So it really wowed me the second time around. I mean, Gary Oldman is a fantastic actor. He acted in Dark Knight as uh, the, the mayor, not the mayor, oh, whatever. Gary Oldman's in Dark Knight. We all know this. Um, so I think the film is just, it's outstanding. And I really hope other people like it that aren't film nerds like myself, or just the general public, I feel like it's so hard for them to get a grasp of this film. I feel like if people watched Citizen Kane before this, they would see all the homages to it. Like when Herman Mankiewicz drops the bottle, it's just like Citizen Kane when he uh, drops the globe, the snow globe or whatever. And so there's plenty of homages in Mank to Citizen Kane. I mean, the whole movie is basically an homage to Citizen Kane. So, I really hope people like Mank. So, I guess I'm asking if anyone out there will watch it or has watched it if they like the film or if it doesn't interest them. Because there isn't movies made like this. It's very different. I mean, it's a movie that came out in 2020. It's shot on black and white. They made it sound like it was from the 20th 20th century, from the 40s, 50s, whatever. And it's kind of like, it's just taking what had been done in the past and bringing it to now. It's really fantastic. And, of course, it was shot on digital because David Fincher would never shoot on film. It's it's very, he's very specific about digital. I mean, I understand because film can be problematic. It's It can be very problematic, actually, because you don't know what could happen to your film it could go to the lab it could get destroyed your shot might have been messed up and you know the lighting could have been messed up and you can't see it because you don't have the you don't have the screen when you have digital you have the screen so right there that makes i mean it makes sense i would probably shoot on digital if i was shooting movies i mean i would definitely shoot with either or um but I think digital is, it's probably, it's going to be getting better as the years go on. They're probably, it's eventually, I think, going to have this look to it that is better than film. Just because with technology, um, I feel like it's going to have resolution that might be better. I mean, don't get me wrong, film right now looks better. If you watch a film movie, like Tenant, was shot on film. And if you watch it, like up close, if you're seeing it up close, the movie looks amazing. It's it's crazy how crisp and how clear it looks. So digital really isn't there yet. It's just, I guess it's kind of more simple. You get to see the shot and that kind of thing. So Mank was shot on digital, not film, even though they make it look like it was shot on film. And one thing I actually found um, quite cool, or not cool, but interesting. I hate using the word interesting saying stuff's interesting because... What does that mean? What does interesting mean? But Mank was actually not shot by the director of photography that David Fincher has worked with previously. He um, had the di- director of photography, Eric Messerschmidt. And previously on Gone Girl, Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, he had Jeff Cronin with. And Jeff Cronin with definitely has a specific look to him compared to Mank. I can totally see the difference. In, in his uh, movies that he's shot Jeff Cronin with, you can see the, the movement I mean, it's the way Fincher directs his movement. It has this specific look when he, when he tilts up or when he pans, it has this like specific look. It's, he just, the way Fincher moves the camera, he moves it all the time. He's tracking your eyes. He's making sure you're watching. I mean, the dude, and most of his movies the average um length of a of a cut of a shot is like four or five seconds that's insane like if you watch a Tarantino movie like it cuts maybe every one or two minutes you know so it's it's just different everyone's different all directors are gonna make a movie how they want to make it and David Fincher despite being different in his ways, shooting digital, being faster paced than some of these other directors, which aren't, which aren't many directors right now, um, doing it. it, There's just so many ways of shooting a movie and David Fincher definitely has his own way of doing it. He hates being called an auteur, but he kind of is unfortunately. So I think that's what I wanted to say about Mank. It's just really a movie that, shouldn't get left behind shouldn't be overlooked and unfortunately it has on netflix it was in the top 10 for like a week and it hasn't been since so it's kind of upsetting because the film definitely deserves some recognition hopefully at the oscars it will even though i have a hard time believing that it will but if it does that would be awesome so anyways that has been my first podcast thank you so much for listening or watching on youtube And I hope you enjoyed. Definitely. um, sorry if this was a little bit um, awkward or for maybe I had to catch my breath a few times. I'm just kind of getting used to this on doing the podcast and shooting it. So next time I'll probably come in a little bit more prepared, a little bit more um, ready, I guess I should say, but also trying to get more entertaining as the podcast go. I hope that my enthusiasm for these movies, um, adds to the podcast, because I feel like that's my main point why I'm doing this is to, you know, sound interesting, sound enthusiastic, and that's what people want to listen to. So it'd be awesome if I had anyone else that wanted to talk about movies on here. Um, maybe that'll happen in the future, I hope, but from here on out, going to get more knowledgeable, going to keep watching more movies, and we'll see you in the next one.